Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, managing editor, fightful.com, fightfulwrestling.com. I wanted to kind of give you guys an update here at youtube.com slash fightful on what we're going through. You all may have of wondered where where's the Survivor Series live stream on Sunday night, and uh, we did that one on Facebook. You may have wondered where's the Raw live stream. We did that one on our MMA channel. There's a reason for all that, and I want to explain that to you, and I want to kind of give you all a make good and a freebie, and maybe entice you guys to check out FightfulSelect.com. So I'll start at the beginning. Earlier this month, Carlos Toro, our lead boxing writer on our MMA channel, had set up a live stream to cover the Kovalev versus Canelo fight. Now it said uh, Canelo versus Kovalev results, podcast, all that stuff. We get hit with a copyright claim from YouTube that disabled our live streaming. And it said it was from DAZN. DAZN is the pay-per-view provider in which uh, gives us these shows, doesn't give us these shows, but uh, runs these shows, so to speak. So obviously I'm upset because they have copyright struck a live stream that hasn't even started. By the way, there's no copyrighted material in that. It's Carlos sitting in a camera like I'm doing right now and talking. So they preemptively hit us with a copyright strike for nothing. The zone denied all involvement in this. These are supposed to always be manual, never automatic, but they claim they didn't do it. They told another user that it had to be an automated process. We'll get back to that. I have had two counter notifications rejected for that video. So I've, I've been in talks with the zone, tried to talk to YouTube, but uh, you don't really get to talk to anybody there. Uh, we are, uh, that channel only has about 2,000 subscribers. Our pro wrestling one, about 21,000, whatever. We don't buy likes, we don't buy subscriptions, we don't. Um, by retweets or anything like that. I want everything organic at Fightful. So fast forward to the Sunday of Survivor Series. I get hit with the same copyright ID notification for our Survivor Series stream, which is titled WWE Survivor Series 2019 Review and Results 
Fightful Wrestling Podcast. It didn't say live stream illegal of WWE Survivor Series. So I'm going through this again, and I talk to everybody. I talk to live chat. I'm trying to hit up YouTube creators. I'm trying to hit up Team YouTube. I'm hitting up the counter notification. I'm emailing the copyright. It's one big circle all the way around. Talk to this person, now this person, now this person, now this person. I've had all kinds of great people reaching out and trying to help. Thus far, we haven't really gotten any. And uh, this is this is rough for us uh, as far as the, the financial end of things. Uh, Fightful you know, doesn't exist from sensationalizing a lot of stuff. We do things a little bit different. I'm not, not looking down on anybody else. But the amount that we make from our wrestling YouTube is about the salary of a full-time news writer. So uh, this allows me to go out and chase stories. They're covering the news beat. Really helps things out. It helps give you guys the great content that we provide. It allows me to make videos such as this one. It allows me to go do interviews with people, wherever it may be, North Carolina, Chicago, Vegas, Toronto. It really helps that out. And YouTube disabling our live streaming means no super chats. Now, I do want to thank uh, the great people who did watch our Monday show on the MMA channel for sending the super chats that they sent. But you might be saying, whoa, 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 Sean, how can you stream on that MMA channel now? Well, that's interesting because I don't know. A couple weeks ago, I had sent a counter notification to YouTube for that MMA stream or that boxing stream that I mentioned. It was rejected. Out of the blue yesterday after I raised this stink, it's gone. It's not there anymore. And I get a message, an email, outlining to me that it was DAZN that filed that copyright. I've reached out to DAZN. They haven't said anything back to me. So you've got DAZN pointing at YouTube saying, this is automated. And they even sent YouTube an email saying, we're confused as to how this could happen. There was a name attached to it. Now, our pro wrestling channel had two strikes on it. You may say, well, why'd you have two strikes, Sean? Carlos Toro visited uh, Raw in Cleveland a few weeks ago. We ran a dark match for Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins. It got hit. I was like, oh, that's a bummer. But didn't think anything of it. One strike, who cares? They took the video down, whatever. Well, now that this all happened and we have two strikes, I immediately fought that because I was like, well, I don't want to get a third for something that we didn't even do wrong, like like posting a live stream or a title wrong or something like that. And we won. We won for the dark match. So I'm sitting there thinking, well, how did that happen? And then I look at the ID that WWE and or YouTube claimed. And it was WWE Raw with the date. I look at the Survivor Series live stream that they pulled down. And I'm like, what content did that match? It's WWE Survivor Series 2019 with the date. I come to find out, and many of you may not know this, for many shows, and maybe even all of them, WWE actually has an unlisted live stream from the start of the rehearsals all the way through the end of the dark match. So sometimes they will content match ID things based on sound, based on names, anything like that. David Bixenspan did a great article about it when he actually got uh, access to a WWE UK taping in that manner. So I don't know what's going to happen. We're just trying to get our live streaming back. Uh, no live streaming means no super chats, which means that for now, our live streams are at youtube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. However, 
If you ever want to find our podcasts, they are always at Fightful.com and FightfulPods.com. If you want to support Fightful, the absolute best way to do that is FightfulSelect.com. I sell it on every show, uh, and it was a tough sell for me, too. When Jimmy pitched this idea of a, of a paywall or a premium site to complement Fightful, I didn't want anything to go behind there that I was giving you all for free already. I thought that that would have been... I, I didn't like that. So since then, we put up news early, lots of news. Almost every day I have a news story up there or a news bit up there. We have a Q&A show every couple of weeks where you can ask me as many questions as you want. Then I do a text-based Q&A every other week. You have two episodes of Alex Palowski's Sour Graps per week. I know a lot of you miss him on the Raw and SmackDown show, but we needed to make things a little bit more flexible for him. So now he's doing his own Raw and SmackDown reviews, and they're very good. If you wonder where 205 Live, NXT UK, NWA, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Beyond coverages, Impact Wrestling coverages, Steven Jensen has the Fightful Weekender podcast. We have dozens of retro reviews over there as well for you to check out. But what you're about to hear is the Backstage Report podcast. It's about 20 to 30 minutes every week, and I'm giving you backstage news clarifying some stories, giving you some notes, updates on contracts, updates on injuries, and I give you stats. That's all at FightfulSelect.com. Dare I say nobody will give you more for your five measly bucks than FightfulSelect.com. These are mainly audio shows except for Alex's show, but I just want to give you all a little bit of a preview. And if you go to our playlist section on YouTube, you will see a playlist called Fightful Select Previews. You'll see some of our dark match commentary. You'll see a retro review. You'll see a lot of stuff I've put up there free of charge. But check out FightfulSelect.com. It is one of our, our primary uh, primary drivers for hiring writers and, and hiring new people to be on podcasts and all that good stuff. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support. It means a lot to us. Leave a thumbs up and share this video. Don't forget to subscribe. We're out. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, Managing Editor, FightfulSelect.com. Still battling that sinus infection. My apologies, guys, but I do have the Fightful Wrestling Weekly up for you guys. And let's break down what happened in it, because there's a lot of stuff. I got a ton of WWE notes, plus this Ring of Honor mess that's going on. Jeez, let's go ahead and get into that. That Ring of Honor, Kelly Klein mess uh, got even messier last week. When Klein was effectively fired from the company. Uh, you know, there, there are different people positioning different things in the company saying, oh, well, she just wasn't renewed and she just wasn't brought back. It's normal, but it's not normal to fire your women's champion. It's never normal to do that. There's something that went awry there. Obviously, uh, you, can, you can interpret that however you want, and plenty of people have. But she was effectively fired. Now, I had... Uh, reached out for information about Ring of Honor's concussion protocol multiple times. and had not heard back, but they did get back to Newsweek. Kelly Klein had been out of action for about a month since sustaining a concussion. Missed the tour of South Africa. I know the South African promoter took exception to that. Uh, he apparently didn't get his deposit back based on an email that we obtained and Joey Mercury confirmed was him. That was an interesting email, and I can tell you in, in speaking with Joey, I had to read that back to him, and that was, 
that was an experience in his own, but Mercury is a loud voice in this situation, and he's getting uh, this situation additional attention that I don't know would have happened otherwise. Uh, however, I had reached out to TK Orion a couple weeks back, too, because I knew that he had been dealing with concussion issues, and I wanted to see how his experience went. We had a little back and forth on Twitter this week after the Newsweek article dropped, but uh, he, he finally agreed to talk to me. Or I didn't finally. After we had the back and forth, he agreed to talk to me. And uh, I, he said that Ring of Honor's taken care of him and said that contrary to what Joey Mercury said, he himself informed ROH that he had a concussion and that he knew he had it right after the match. So that since then, he's been taken care of very well by Ring of Honor. They've kept on checking on him. He specified that he's not anti-Kelly Klein or anti-Joey Mercury. He's just pro-ROH. And so that everyone there has a different experience. And I can tell you that in my personal experience and reaching out to wrestlers about this stuff, that couldn't be, uh, that couldn't be more accurate. Different wrestlers experience different things and have different experiences, obviously. There are going to be some people that are happy, some people that are upset. Some people that don't like it there. Some people that do like it there. There are a lot of people that are not happy with the alleged text messages that Joey Mercury put out there. Of Not, not that Joey Mercury put them out there, but that Greg Gilliland may have said some of the things about Hikaleo, Maria Manic, Flip Gordon, even in relation to the, the Taven Matt Skrull or Marty Skrull situation. There are plenty of people that I've talked to that aren't happy about that. Uh, in regards to the Marty Skrull situation... That's something that Fightful Selected reported months ago that Ring of Honor did not put the title on Marty Skrull because they thought he would leave. We'll have a little bit more on that in, in the contracts portion of this podcast, but Taven got the belt, and ever since then, business has went down. And you can you can argue that however you want. I'm, I'm not really putting pointing the finger to Matt Taven because he is not the promoter. It is not up to him to fill up every house or scale the houses or anything like that. But there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of internal struggle in ring of honor right now. And there has been quite, quite honestly for months. I, I spoke to several wrestlers on the condition of anonymity who almost unanimously sympathized with Kelly Klein's position and agreed with some of the issues that she raised. However, the perception that the roster is all unhappy is, not true. The results may vary notion would indicate that. There are several wrestlers that are very happy with their schedule, their money, their ability to live a normal life without the insane travel that goes with uh, WWE or, or anything else. Uh, even, even Impact has a more advanced travel schedule these days. And I talked to several people, several guys on the roster specifically. I didn't get to talk to a lot of the women about this, but they're, they're, they're happy with things. Now, I'm not going to say that that's across the board, but I can tell you that there are plenty of people that feel that. Uh, most of the exclusive notes we had regarding Klein were also in the, the news week story that kind of stirred things up more. But Klein had asked for a raise to twenty four thousand per year, which we were able to confirm was up from twenty thousand a year. Originally, when Women of Honor started, I'm told that the deals were for a pretty firm twelve thousand dollars and were non negotiable. At that point, uh, at least, before being bumped up to about $20,000. Uh, I don't know if that's across the board or individually or whatever, but Klein and ROH had been negotiating a new three-year contract that would have included some back pay to this summer and apparently five or $50,000, but it fell through 
and Klein and her husband BJ Whitmer feel that she was fired unfairly while concussed because she helped blow the whistle on the situation. Uh, ROH officials hold firm to us that that was not the case, that the deal just wasn't renewed. But as of Friday, the uh, company had not communicated really anything to Kelly Klein's side about the future of the Women of Honor Championship. So there's really not a lot of information there about that. On top of that, David Bixenspan had a an article out uh, about an alleged burner account used by one of the ROH office members, which would be a really bad, 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 bad look. My God, I'll tell you what's a bad look. That Roman Reigns angle earlier this year, that whodunit angle. Well, Jeremy Lambert spoke to Eric Bischoff uh, fresh off of his uh, his WWE exit, and he completely wiped his hands clean of any involvement in that. And really any aspects of creative, whether it be good, bad, or otherwise, in his latest WWE run. He said he really wasn't brought in to work the creative process, and instead was brought into WWE to management. And he, he clarified several times, there are no hard feelings between the two sides. So it, Eric Bischoff now speaking about his time in WWE a little bit, and looking at that Roman Reigns angle and saying, man, had nothing to do with it, bro. I still have plenty of questions about that terrible angle. SCU. They left the medals at home. That being the, the medals they won for the tag team tournament or whatever it may be. Uh, those are really just a showcase for winning the tournament, they say. And now they've taken a backseat to the AEW tag team titles. So don't expect to see them around moving forward. Uh, but it was Scorpio Sky and Kazarian that Jeremy Lambert spoke to. And they spoke really highly of teaming Mishima. And said that AEW fans will getting a lot more, or be getting a lot more of the OWE crew moving forward. Uh, Kazarian doesn't seem to like the idea of a Freebird rule with SCU. He's like, well, we're not the Freebirds, so why would we use it? And uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He says that they aren't the free birds and it hasn't been around since, but it has numerous times. Like Undisputed Era, Jersey Triad, New Day. It's happened several times. We also have uh, a feature up on Virgil, a.k.a. Soul Train Jones. Uh, Jeremy Lambert was able to get a lot of comments from people at StarCast, and there were some that were real confused, like Britt Baker. <laughs> Bless her heart, was very confused about the situation. Uh, the inner circle loved it. Jericho gave a great answer. Santana and Ortiz were flat out excited about it. Uh, Sammy Guevara was very excited to hear that, that Jeremy was, uh, was asking about Soul Train Jones. Uh, Joey Janela told Jeremy Lambert that he actually put the deal together. That basically people backstage were like, who has Virgil's contact info? They're like, Janela probably does. And like within five minutes, a deal was put together and Virgil was AEW bound. Uh, we have a video up. We have an article out. Like that was a very fun article. We we love doing stuff like that at Fightful. And uh, I thought that was a great idea from Jeremy. And I opened my DMs the other day 
and I had a message from Virgil in which I have not replied. Just said, hey, brother, I would love to talk to you. Well, okay. So maybe that might be happening <laughs> pretty soon. I have a whole bunch of WWE notes. I'm told that Finn Balor is battling an illness prior to his match with Matt Riddle. I don't know if he was fighting through that the day of, but uh, a bit under the weather, I'm told. I, I don't know what it was specifically. One person speculated the flu, but I'm, I'm hardly reporting that, but that, that is what I had heard. So hopefully Finn Balor heals up soon. I got to say, uh, some of his best work that I've seen in WWE, at least in the last year, year and a half. So good for him uh, being able to get through that, and, and hopefully he feels better. You might have seen Mike Bennett, Mike Kanellis, posting uh, speaking engagement solicitations, uh, sort of, on his Twitter, saying that he, he's doing some, some speaking and maybe some seminar type of stuff. I am told he is still with WWE. He is still under contract, so that's not something that, that he's accepting bookings for, uh, as he mentioned, non-wrestling related. So he is still there. Saturday afternoon, Fightful Select was able to confirm with several people that uh, the finisher SmackDown went awry. Talked to several people involved in the segment, which is basically the entire roster. And I was told that SmackDown was originally supposed to go off the air with the Spanish fly dive between Ali and Leo Rush. You know, you go off the air with a big spot, a big dive, a big moment, get people to, to show up for Saturday and Sunday or turn on the TV for Saturday and Sunday. However, due to some of the issues with timing and cues, it didn't happen. But I've not heard of any heat on anybody about the situation about missing the cues, about anything like that. So I, I don't know uh, what exactly went wrong. I know that they were having trouble finding some of the people that were supposed to go out for <laughs> the segment at specific times, and it kind of slowed things down. Mauro Ranallo was not at Survivor Series in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I do not know officially why he was not at Survivor Series I don't want to speculate. I just know that he was not there, according to those that I spoke to. Another person not backstage was Shane McMahon. I'm told he hasn't been seen really at any shows since the premiere of SmackDown on Fox. And, you know, that's been almost two months. No Shane McMahon backstage. So he's out, out. I don't know what he's been up to lately. I don't know if they, they have any plans to bring him back. I'm not sure if... Uh, if he had asked for time off, I, I don't have any uh, anything to add to that necessarily. But I'm just told that he has not been there since the L.A. premiere. The WWE on Fox Twitter account, that's really taken the wrestling world by storm. And it's awesome. It is fantastic. And you've probably seen WWE incorporating a few more elements of that style of social media into uh, what they do on their main account. Like, they're starting to get a little bit more colorful, so to speak. And that had people reaching out to me saying, is the same person running both accounts? But I'm told no. I'm told that the WWE on Fox account is run by a Fox employee, and I don't have a damn clue who runs the WWE account. Uh, I, from what I understand, it's multiple people. And let's be honest, you don't have to have any real individuality when you're running that WWE account. Meanwhile, when you run that WWE on Fox account, 
it's a little bit of a different story. It's it's it is a little bit more personalized. It is a little bit more uh, colorful and exciting. Speaking of colorful and exciting, some AEW WWE news. This was this was something. This was something. Britt Baker shown on NXT Takeover. They cut to her in the crowd. They mentioned her by name. Triple H told me personally that. The director didn't know who she was, and he felt bad because he didn't want to put her in a bad position because she's got a good thing going. And I can tell you that people that I've spoken to in AEW aren't buying that. They said, well, the same people that have shot her for a couple years now, whether it be in the background or have matches with her, like it's... I've I've not heard of any heat on her for it at all, by the way. But multiple people I spoke to in AEW say there's no heat on her. And even one person said, oh, you got to remember, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks are really close. So, yeah, but uh, some, some skepticism on AEW's side. And, I mean, they escorted her to that seat and put her there. Before the match, like... The thing is, if your director doesn't know that, then your producer needs to let somebody know. Your producer needs to say, hey, there's a girl in the crowd. She happens to be one of the top women's wrestlers for a rival promotion. Let's avoid shooting her. Let's keep the camera away from her. Wild. I also heard of a little bit of backstage discussion in WWE about AEW promoting Bash the Beach. Uh, and, and there's talk they may take some action to stop it, but I don't really know what they could do. But that was that was a popular rumor backstage. And there were also comments about Billy Gunn using his um, WWE name on AEW Dynamite. I don't know where the trademark lands on that, but there was a little bit of displeasure within WWE in regards to that as well. So, it, yeah, that's something I would keep my eye on. Cody Rhodes had mentioned that, oh, looks like we're going to court thing. But the thing is... That was before they used the Billy Gunn name. And so I, I really doubt it's related to that. Let's check out the injury report. Amber Moon confirmed that she had an Achilles rupture. She's going to be out for quite some time, and that is unfortunate. Brian Kendrick stated that he is taking a break from in-ring action. Let's hope he gets back soon. Boa of NXT... Had shoulder surgery in mid-November. Aaliyah is listed as a uh, possible orbital fracture and a nasal fracture in NXT's kayfabe injury report. Uh, Mia Yim was taken out of the Survivor Series weekend match at TakeOver. But it looks like uh, she's fine. She wrestled a couple days after her ladder match. Uh, Luchasaurus returned to All Elite Wrestling TV. TKO Ryan of Ring of Honor returned this past weekend but it was at cwe in canada he wrestled five matches over the course of like two or three days so uh he is back in action after those concussion issues we have some contract news as well oni lorkin sinkara both asked for their releases of course we covered that a little bit uh in recent weeks but uh, both are off the road, so both are not wrestling, at least in WWE. 
Oni Lorcan did work a progress date. And when Triple H had mentioned that a lot of people that asked for their release publicly on social media, that they are uh, just looking for clicks, Oni Lorcan uh, sounded out, sounded off on social media and kind of parodied that response. But he had his first match in a month. He teamed with Danny Birch against Jordan Devlin and Scotty Davis this past weekend. But that's uh, certainly worth looking at. Uh, ACH. Jordan Miles gained his release and is already wrestling. He wrestled at a heavy metal show this past weekend. Uh, I thought it was very, very important that we specified or didn't specify in the title that he was fired, released, quit, anything like that. We were just told that he was no longer under contract, and it was pretty simple. It was not that, that explicit in that regard. Like, as to who made the decision ultimately or anything like that. Uh, Kylie Ray spoken out for the first time since her All Elite Wrestling departure and simply said, nobody made me leave AEW. She said she doesn't pay attention to a lot of internet rumors and stuff like that, and there are a lot that said that nobody made her leave the company. Kelly Klein's ROH contract not renewed. Flamita has signed with Ring of Honor through December 2020. Marty Skrull's contract is supposed to be up this month, but he is advertised for Final Battle. Huh. Alicia Atute joined MLW. Good for her. We love Alicia Atute here at Fightful. Let's hit you with some stats, some Survivor Series stats. Saturday night, Kevin Owens returned to NXT to compete in his first match there since August 2015. Owens went on NXT TakeOver War Games, ended a rough patch where he'd lost four of his five, last five NXT matches and two consecutive main events on the brand. The women's war game match went 27 minutes, 24 seconds, while the men's went 38 minutes, 26 seconds. Mia Yim and Tegan Knox both went into Saturday, advertised for the women's uh, TakeOver match, but neither actually made it to the match. Dakota Kai would replace Mia Yim, and she wasn't even in the match. <laughs> so in all, there were five women who had been announced at some point for Team Ripley. And only two of them actually competed. Undisputed Era fell to one and two in War Games matches. Shayna Baszler was on the losing end of a televised match for the first time since January 2019. And was actually beaten for the first time on TV in over a year since NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4 in August 2018. Roderick Strong, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, who competed at Survivor Series, all had wrestled in TNA before 2009, well over before a decade ago. Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio was the only match of TakeOver or Survivor Series to go under eight minutes. Sasha Banks had four eliminations that led the women's match. Bianca Belair and Natalya are both credited with two. Before Rhea Ripley won the match, Belair was the only woman or woman on NXT's team to eliminate anyone. Rhea Ripley pinned Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, and Shayna Baszler in back-to-back-to-back nights. And then on Wednesday, she had a match with Becky Lynch in which she also didn't lose. Walter was eliminated in under three minutes. Yikes. Of all the eliminations between the two Survivor Series matches... There was only one submission. 
King Corbin, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Tommaso Ciampa all led the way with two eliminations each in the Men's Survivor Series match. Dana Brooke was on the winning side of matches on SmackDown in back-to-back weeks, which was the first time that's happened since uh, the weeks following her main roster call-up in summer of 2016. No Way Jose has not won a Raw match since June 2018. He's lost nine matches on Raw in a row. His last match on Raw before Monday was back in August. Three matches on Raw finished in a DQ or no contest. Lashley competed in his first Raw match since July on Monday. One of nine matches on the show that night. Humberto Carrillo will have his third singles match against AJ Styles this week on Raw. It'll be their fifth match in a month, including tag team matches. Chris Jericho and Christopher Daniels have never had a match of any kind. They've never been in any kind of match together at all. Not a battle royal, not an elimination match, anything. Rhea Ripley took on Becky Lynch for the first time ever Wednesday night. Four matches on WWE TV went to non-finishes last week. Matt Riddle has beaten Ricochet in their only two one-on-one matches now. Before Wednesday, the last time they wrestled was back in 2016 in Evolve. Scorpio Sky holds a 9-3 record in AEW, but does not have a singles match yet. Yuka Sakazaki, Penelope Ford, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, Peter Avalon, and Brandon Cutler are all winless so far in AEW. Orange Cassidy and Brandy Rhodes are the only wrestlers listed as undefeated by AEW on their roster page, and they're just 1-0 each. Britt Baker is 0-2 on AEW Dynamite against Japanese talent in singles matches, and 2-0 against talent from the UK. Billy Gunn has now wrestled on cable television every year since 2013. couple of records here. R-Truth became a 23-time WWE 24-7 champion this week. Samir Singh's 18-day reign as champion is the longest in history. And one of the Singh brothers held the title, the 24-7 title, for at least parts of 28 consecutive days. That's it for the Fightful Select Backstage Report podcast. I may have incorrectly called this the Weekender earlier. I'm all I'm all out of sorts, but you can get the Weekender when you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I may make this a free preview show, but hey, if you like it, uh, support us. We've got this YouTube issue where they uh, eliminated our live sh- streaming and it really crippled uh, us financially in that regard. It is rough. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. It's the most direct way to support us. Uh, it, it means a lot. So if you wouldn't mind, give us a shot. Uh, try it out. See if you like it. I'm breaking news there all the time. I've got this show. We've got the Q&A show. Alex's Sour Graps is up there. The Weekender's there. Just give it a shot. Till next time, we're out. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, 
Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.